I've never gone to a sunbed in my life. Tell your face, it's, it's beaming. It's just, again, we've been over this. You were waiting to cross the road earlier and a car stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's meandering movies, listening to Gary, Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where we talk about movies. And this week, we are going to talk about something that we've briefly touched on before. Um, so we are going to talk about The Lord of the Rings trilogy. I thought we were just going to talk about the singer Lord. We could talk about Lord if you want. She's not that good. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. move on. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, well, I shouldn't have said that because now Ryan's on the. Have you oh. heard the album melodrama? Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Is it? I would shut up, Gavin. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am your. Uh, what am I going to be in the fellowship? I'll be. You're Gimli. No, I'm not fucking Gimli. Um, Gandalf, I'll be Gandalf. You're not fucking Gandalf. I'm definitely more Gandalf you are not than Gandalf. you. I'm more Gandalf than you. I'm definitely Gandalf. How on earth are you Gandalf? Just an old crab bastard who smokes too much and has given up. Now nah, you're Gimli really, then. really wise. Yeah, you're definitely I'm Gimli. I'm very wise. You sound like Gimli. I'm right not now. Gimli. Yeah, no. you are a bit Gimli-ish because he's he's crabby and smokes too much. Well, I guess I'm Gimli. See, yeah, but you Legolas. You're always turning up going, "Ooh, salted pork." <laughs> <laughs> I do love a bit of salted pork. Do you think I'm Legolas? No, you're. You're all of the hobbits in a trench coat. Thanks. I think you're uh, Pippin. I'll take it. Which one was the worst hobbit? Mary or Pippin? Fro- Frodo. <laughs> He's always going to say Frodo. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, Gan- I'm Gary the Gandalf. Gandalf the Gary. That kind of works. I'm a... <laughs> and I'm Yurax Gimli. Nailed it. Ryan. <laughs> Four hobbits in a trench coat. Four hobbits in a trench Four coat. Four hobbits in a trench coat. Four hobbits in a trench coat walk into a bar. <laughs> and the barman says, Why the long face? Fuck off. The horse says, I have cancer. The so, Lord of the Rings. Does anyone know the name of the horse in the Fellowship of the Ring? Shadowfax. Halifax. Shadowfax. That's Gandalf's horse in the second one. But the, the Fellowship Wait, have a horse. What? what? When? Yeah, it's nine people on a horse. That's the fellowship. Remember at the beginning? They, they, take away, they let him away before the Mines of Moria. Nope. He's called Bill. Bill the Pony. Oh, fucking absolutely not. I thought that was the name of... No, that's the Prancing Pony. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to find out that I have a very limited and spotty memory of all it's, three of these movies. Like, so, so, so Gary has almost no knowledge. I have... <laughs> As always. Like, remember the bit when they're like, he's like, I've got the higher ground and then they, they don't fight. He doesn't fight Obi-Wan Kenobi because of the higher ground. <laughs> I've got some decent knowledge, and then Ryan has pretty much all of the knowledge, and he's so excited to give it to us. For example, telling us the name of a fucking horse. This is the death. This podcast is the death of my sex life. This is gone. <laughs> Wait, you have a sex life? <laughs> if I did, if, if I was going to be salvaged in any way, this would kill it. So what do you want to do? You want to talk about the movies first? You want to just jump into what makes sense, what doesn't make sense? I want discuss to, what makes them good. I want to... Uh, and hearty. Like what? Limbus bread. Yeah. Oh, I've realised what you're going to do this episode because you don't know anything. Just make dumb jokes and puns. Lemba's bread was a good one. That was good. Thank you. Used to all See what's happened here, and I hate this, <laughs> is when it used to just be myself, Gary, and Audio Boy, it would be Gary and Audio Boy wanking each other off and fucking picking on me. <laughs> but now that Ryan's here, it's Gary and Ryan just 
fucking playing tennis with my heart and ruining my life and just dealing with each other and I'm just here in the corner Look, you're the most dramatic person I've ever met people are dying because, <laughs> just because you don't know what Lemba's bread is and I did I know so what Lemba's bread you know is wait 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 I'm gonna put a little Gary and Gavin and I have one <laughs> fuck off you're, you're keeping score keeping score I got one uh, and I'm the referee I decide <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna, I've already lost I've already lost uh, Gary Take two. <laughs> Wait, what does the winner get? Pride, uh, pride. Fame. What does the loser get? Slaps in the balls. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to jump back to something you said earlier about, uh, obviously we have Star Wars, Marvel mm-hmm. movies. These are our, the, the current, well, I guess Star Wars not anymore because it fucking died and died to death. Fucking yeah, but they're, they're, they're grabbing onto that. They're hanging on to it. They've got the Mandalorian, which is all right. Uh, but yeah, Lord of the Rings was at a point like the the biggest thing in cinema. And One of the it, biggest fantasy series yeah, ever. Yeah. You could and it was say. taken on by as when no, Lord of the Rings was ending, Harry Potter was starting, and we kind of like there's the, that really good two years where we got this. You could go to the cinema and see both Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And see yeah, them. that was the fantasy time. Now we're in the superhero time. What else was in the fantasy time? Harry Potter. Yeah, but what else? Lord of the Rings. Anything else? Those are two Titanic fucking uh, franchises right there. Titanic okay. was a true story. Shut up. <laughs> Do you know what's the funny thing is if you look at Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, mm-hmm. their first runs, really solid. Sure, Harry Potter has a couple of misses with some of the movies, but still, that trilogy for Lord of the Rings and those seven films of Harry Potter, brilliant. Then they decide to come back with prequels. Oh, the remakes <laughs> and prequels are so bad for both. And when it looks, you look at Fantastic Beasts and you look at Hobbit, it's just like, it's like the people had never seen the... The source, source material, material that they were coming yeah. from, and thought, "Fuck it, we'll just come up with some." But the reason Lord of the Rings is better than Hobbit, and I think still one of the reasons it's so good today is that, and I actually think it still spills into why Game of Thrones was so good. It's because everything was literally made. There was like, yeah, if they were doing CGI for armies, they were literally they had two hundred people, and the CGI was just like copy paste, copy and pasting. Yeah, exactly. But there were still two hundred people there in the piss and rain, wearing makeup and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's why it looks so good, and it's just standing the test of time really well. Whereas these, like the Hobbit, they're like, "Well, we do that again." They're like, "Nah, just CGI all." Mm. Like Peter Jackson's like, "If you think I'll spend another ten years in New Zealand, you're wrong." Fucking deciding <laughs> between this armor set and that armor yeah. set, it's just like nah, Peter just... Jackson's like, "I'm smashing these out in six months." I hate New Zealand. So should we start with the Fellowship of the Ring, the best of the Lord of the Rings movies? Yes, you were saying, and then we'll, we'll move through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sound good. Yeah. So, what makes Fellowship of the Ring as good as it is? Why is it the best one? Categorically, why is Fellowship your favourite? Uh, yeah, as, I guess, it, as it is, it your favourite. As a side question, it's not. I should. Cool. I guess I should say it's uh, objectively. You can say the Two Towers is probably the best one, but just for me personally, the Fellowship is my favourite. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's something we even need to talk about. Fellowship is definitely the one that I like most, but I think that's because it's the one I've seen the most. They're all the best. Yeah, Fellowship <laughs> was like easy. I just remember that experience of seeing the Fellowship of the Ring and just thinking, you can like, just I'm, say Fellowship. People know what you're talking. Thank about. you. I remember seeing the Fellowship of the Ring and just thinking, <laughs> I have never experienced a kind of a film of this kind of scale and artistry yeah. at that age. I've obviously now seen all sorts of shit from all walks of life. But I just remember sitting in the cinema and just being like, this is something I'm going to just geek the fuck out on because I'd never read the books before that I was yeah. I was playing video games and wait oh no are you do, it, <laughs> what you've got that kind of evil smile like you're going to do something or you've done, done something anything. Mm. 
But yeah, that was, for me, the Fellowship has always been my favourite. And I think it's also because of the Fellowship and the Fellowship, that dynamic between all those characters, all those actors. It'd be so... pissing on if there wasn't even a Fellowship in it. That would be... <laughs> it's just like, wait, hold on, there's only two of them. This is just a buddy cop movie. And I found this out recently, but the Fellowship only lasts till the end of that movie. Yes. And I've just found out there is ten members of that Fellowship. Yeah. Nine and a horse. Nine and Bill the Pony. But if, like Bill, you can discard Bill the Pony. Bill, Bill is in the Fellowship for until they get to the Mines of Mora. He's not there for a long time. So he's friend. like, is there? Is like nine. So he, you know, you, he's in the film. He's in the film you for them. Discard Bill the Pony. Bill he's is not in the film important. for the montage of when the Fellowship leave Rivendell. Yeah. to get to the Mines of Moria. But he's he's not a necessary part. He doesn't do much. He yeah, carries a lot of shit. When does Bill show up? Because so does Boromir. So what I'm saying is we can scrap Boromir as well. You right? Here's the thing <laughs> about do. When, Here's what comes to Lord of the Rings is you have something against Boromir and you well Gary you have something against Boromir and Ryan you have something against Frodo we know what I have against Boromir he's not a pedophile he is a dipper but he's not if he was to have uh, sexual relations with a hobbit hobbits aren't children they're fully grown men that's I, if Gavin turned up with, oh, a, with don't a, do I'm, don't no, I'm, just, saying, I'm just saying if Gavin turned up with a with a 30 year old woman who physically looks like a 12 year old girl do you know what I'd say I don't give a shit if do you know what like, I'd no, say look, here's a birth certificate and everything I would be like Gavin man that is weird as fuck why are you getting off to that do you know what I would say fucking yeah <laughs> Here's what I, why did you have to use my name? Why did it have to be me that shows up with a 12 year old looking 30 year old person? Yeah, do you know what's funny as well? It's because I made the original statement, it would have made sense to do it about me. Yeah, but, but he just went it was for even me instead. funnier that he didn't. <laughs> Sorry, give I me a point. Know. I want a point for that. I'll give myself a point. Fuck off. Why did you get a point? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge of the for, scoreboard for as well. You, you besmirched my name. Call me a pedophile and you get a point. <laughs> I've done the VAR check. It's Gary's point. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I I remember the first one. I do I I remember loving it. I think I do. I think yeah, I watched it fairly recently with Jobo, who is also a Lord of the Rings lover. So if anything, just for fair warning, if anything's wrong, he's gonna fucking come. He's gonna he probably email into the into the. Never read an email that anyone sent this podcast in my life. Not gonna start now. <laughs> I'll read it to you. Don't yeah, care. I'll read it to Jobo. Don't worry. He's hardcore. Then it's gonna be read by you, which literally takes the threat out of anything. Yeah, but then I'll, then I'll take a screenshot and put it in the chat, and then you'll see it. But yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it back in the day. I rewatched it. I did thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and it's funny because the Fellowship, other than two action sequences, three, just to, yeah, just the Mines of Moria, Mines of Moria, and you could count the Balrog as a separate action sequence. I, I was kind of Mines of Moria, Balrog, and, and then the, the forest. Yeah, and the one of the forest. Other than that, not much happens in that film. Action wise, yeah, as, like, a, as a child. Oh, and there's the there's the the Nazgul fight or whatever. The, no, the Ringwraith bit at the start. The Ringwraith bit. Yeah. The I mean, the Fellowship is what any good uh, beginning to a trilogy is. It's your it's your setup and your development of your characters and your plot. Yeah, and it does a great job of just setting up and developing those characters into people that by the end. And this is why I love the Fellowship so much. Is that final action scene where the like they're being chased by the Urukai through the forest yeah. and all that kind of stuff? The, the camera work in that is the insane. camera work is gorgeous. <laughs> For something that came out in the nineties, yeah, it's insane. And then the tension you feel in that scene after going on what is just the beginning of the journey is just it grips you. Like any time I come across the Fellowship on TV or something like that, or there's a clip online, I just stop to watch that scene specifically because yeah. it's just it gets me every time. It's because of those characters, I care the about them so much. Is tight the music as well, is tight all the way gorgeous. through. It's like, uh, and then Boromir gets arrowed in the face. He doesn't get arrowed in the face. Oh, he gets two to the two Three to, to the, the chest. chest. All right. Ryan, I don't remember it that well. If you're going to nitpick every single fucking <laughs> thing I say, we're going to be on mic for the next three hours. Anyway, Boromir gets fucking arrowed to the chest and dies. And 
I've since been told, and I think I've said this on mic, it's because there's a deleted scene, which I don't understand why they deleted it. Oh, there's so many deleted scenes that <laughs> yes. don't make sense. No, I know. But th- this one specifically, because the way I have watched that film, because I don't think I've ever actually watched the extended version, but the way I watched that film and the way it released the cinema is Boromir is, as long as the film shows you, just a weird guy that eyes up the hobbits, which is why I call He's him eyeing the up the ring, not the no, hobbits. fine. But the film doesn't tell you that. It's very obvious. But then the deleted scene has a scene where you find out he's the son of the fucking old man that turns into a young man later on. And he tells him... No, he's not. Isn't he? Nope. The old man You're thinking of t- King Theoden. Oh, Boromir's not King Theoden's okay. son. He's Denethor's son. Who the fuck is Denethor? He's the steward of Gondor. All right, fine. No the steward of Gondor. Fine. Is that the one with the creepy the man the whispering in his ear? He's the one that eats the chicken no, and no, tomatoes while that's, Pippin sings a song. You're thinking of Rohan. Denethor <laughs> doesn't come into it until the third film. <laughs> he's the guy who's like the right arsehole in the third one. Oh, is this what it's like when I talk about Star Trek? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, whatever. There's a scene with him. You find out that Boromir is his son, and he tells him, look, we need that ring to take back power for man. Yeah. And that's why Boromir was creepy and weird the entire first film. Well, Boromir dies saving Mary and Pippin. Yeah, that's his what... Like, I thought he was trying to grab Mary and Pippin one last time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the film. That's... Yeah, carry on. That was Boromir, <laughs> Boromir's a great character because it's, uh, it's a story of tragedy for him. Where it's just like, he just wants... Like, he's kind of painted as a bad guy almost because... What is your face? Why are you making that face, Ryan? Boromir's a story of tragedy until you meet Faramir and then you realise it's a real sure, story of tragedy. Sure, but it's like, when it, with Boromir, it's like... Uh, he's kind of set up as almost like an antagonist within the fellowship. Yeah. But you realize he seems like a creepy, like a spy or something. Yeah. Yeah. But then you, when you find out his motivation is just like, he just wants to save his city, save his people, be the leader that they need. And he has a real dick father as well, which does not help. Yeah. And his father's a piece of shit who really should. And so it's him and his two brothers. So it's Boromir, Faramir and come over here. But that's why, and um, you're going to give me such shit for this, but for the Fellowship, like, Boromir is one of my favourite characters in that movie. What? Because of the arc oh. of that character. And the Fellowship. You're, no, you're just saying that because you think it's something cool to say. Nobody likes Boromir. Why I like Boromir? What aspects of him make him your favourite? The tragedy of the character of the story and the motivation behind his intentions. But you don't find that out to the third one, so technically he's one of your favourite characters in the third film. But that's the greatness of the trilogy. So, <laughs> so, he's, so he's your favourite character in the third film. In the first one. Well, he can't be in the first one, because in the first one, he's a wank. He's not a wank. He's a diddler. He's not a diddler. <laughs> I guess we can all agree Sam is the best character in Lord of the Rings. Boromir will fix it. Yeah, Sam is the best. Sam is great. Sam is the if best. Sam got, if Sam got the ring at the start, Lord of the Rings would be 30 minutes long. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I like the fact that, that Lord of the Rings, the films don't show this, but they were traveling for, what, like eight months or something? Yeah. No, way longer. Was it? When they finally get back to... When the Hobbits get back to... Isengard. No. Hobbiton. Hobbiton. It's like five years. What? Does anybody age in Middle Earth? Movies, Gary. They're movies. <laughs> but it, what do you want them to do? Film it all and then come back with like Elijah Wood? They're not filming it with Elijah Wood now. It's not fucking boyhood where they're going to film over 12 years. <laughs> Like they got the Warner Brothers yeah, has got things fucking, to do. They can make them look slightly older to highlight yeah, the fact they've been out for old five man years. Man makeup always looks shite. It doesn't. Except that one episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. Aragorn looks good lives in, through his at the end life. of the third movie when he gets old, and it didn't look good. It did. Didn't. I thought it did. Mm. <laughs> hey, sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't five years. It was eleven months, five days, and 
Six hours. I was right. I was close. You said eight months. In, in a nearest wins competition, though. Do you know Gary what's funny? Wins. Is like two minutes ago, I could just hear Jobo starting to click in the, in the email address. <laughs> and now he's just like, well, I guess I have to fucking delete uh, that email. I hear that two minutes ago. This isn't even out yet. You know what? I mean, I what a stupid it. thing to say. I heard it in the future. <laughs> so this is like the same reason as in the third film. I'm going to put this bottle in your mouth and stomp it until it's through the other side. You're actually not, though, are you? So I you're a big to. shite bag. I want to. Gandalf also is a good character. In and Lord the, of the, Rings. the only character to feature in every single film is he? Yeah. Uh, Legolas well, what about Frodo? Legolas does as well. And Frodo? Is no, I mean like all the Hobbit ones as well. Oh, not, okay. Is Legolas in uh, an unexpected journey? Yeah, he is. He turns up. Yeah, he's he he's got a really small part, and then in the second one, he does that weird thing on the waterfall where he jumps up a bunch of. He like defies gravity. He defies well, gravity in the third one as well. Yeah, let's not even talk about that. Just let's now. not get yeah, into it. Yeah, let's not get into the whole because we're, we're still just so, shit on that for a we're while. Still what makes the fellowship so good? I think the fellowship is so good because it does take the time to talk about characters, set up characters. Yeah. Pretty much, Peter Jackson is going. I want the third film to be basically all battle. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna make people skimp on action scenes in the first two because even in the two towers there's not really any action till the end there's like the warg scene and the helm's deep battle two towers and this might piss you off is the one i remember least it's and very politicsy yeah and it's not like a i think it's not a problem with the film that's definitely when i watched the two towers when i was younger it's the one that i paid the least amount of attention to because i think until the end like you're saying it was yeah. just a this is just people talking there's the man so that's where the man who gets Old goes yeah. young, and then King that, the worm tongue fella, Grima worm tongue. Why would you trust someone called Worm Tongue? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's got a spell on him. It's not his fault. Okay, still, it's like, hey, Stan, we've uh, we've got this new advisor guy in. Uh, <laughs> Stan, he's 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 just going to be here, like giving us inf- like giving us advice. Yeah, no worries. Hey, we should move the company forward and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Sound like What's his name? Uh, Liar McNon Trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, oh, hired. I love his name. Is he, is he Dutch? <laughs> get him in, guys. Transport Bumblebee did it recently, didn't they? When uh, when the army finally bumps into the, the Transformers and they go, oh, hi, yeah. we are the Decepticons. And yeah. John Cena just goes, why are we trusting them? Their name is the Decepticons. <laughs> yep. Shout out to John Cena. Good on you. Good best line in that film. Um, so yeah, so they're great. What were we saying? Talking about Grima Wormtongue and King Theoden and how you don't like the second one that much. Yeah, and it's it's. Do we I think, think you're right? It's purely because it's it's more politicsy. And then what action sequence in the in the second one? There's not much. Well, right? you get the the, the Riders war- of Rohan kill the Urukai. Well, because the whole the whole first act is about um, mainly about Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli chasing the Urukai that have taken Merry and Pippin at the end of oh yeah the yeah, first yeah, one. yeah yeah yeah. So, but then, so you think eventually they're going to catch them, there's going to be a big fight, but like the Riders of Rohan oh, kill them way that. before that even happens. Yeah. So that's quite a small action sequence. There's a fist fight in the hall of Rohan, but when they go in and they're not allowed any swords and they just have a wee fight. Other than that... I do have no memory of that one. It's pretty much the Wolves of Isengard, the war scene at the end, and then the Helm's Deep Battle. And then the Helm's Deep Battle is coincided with the Ents attacking Isengard. Helm's Deep Battle is the one with the giant bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good fucking sequence. One of sequence. the best action yeah. sequences in movie. That one is and great. Because guy's the, just carrying it, and they're all firing arrows, and he's like, and he keeps going, keeps No, he's going. got the, the torch. Has he got the torch? Oh, they yeah, throw yeah. the bomb in, Yeah, the they? bombs are all there, and he has to like, oh, light them, and then he just jumps in, and yeah, it's so good. But then it also follows on to the best bit in all Lord of the Rings, when Legolas slides down the stairs on the shield. 
Is that the best moment of Lord of the Rings? Yep, and I'll fucking fight you if you pick any other moment. <laughs> I know what the best moment of Lord of the Rings is. When they say, my friends, you both to know one, that's pretty good. The other thing I love mm. about Lord of the Rings is the progression of character friendships. So, in Fellowship, and it, that, it, that's way more obvious when you watch them back to back. Because when they came out in the cinema, I remember going to see each subsequent one and kind of thinking, yep, they were friends all along. By the time you watch the second one and they're kind of buddying up, you brain kind of overwrites the yeah. fellowship but you watch them back to back the fellowship they just they're all yeah we'll help the hobbits because we have to but i don't like you 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 dwarf oh, i don't like you elf the, yeah um, the legolas gimli friendship is nice especially then, right at the end like right at the very end when they're waiting for like the armies of mordor yeah and he's like i don't think i'd die side by side with an elf and he's like what about side by side, 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 with, a by side with a friend that's my land emblem. Like Legolas. What about side by side with a friend? Do you know, do you know, know what, what that is? What? That's Ringo Starr, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. Do you know what uh, hey guys. Gavin's uh, elf name would be? Well, Legless. Legless. Because I'm always pished. Uh, don't know what the tongue was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somehow you've got yourself onto negative one. Yeah, no. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, then, but then also, talking about friendships as well, the fact that Mary and Pippin start really good friends and then in the third film they have a huge falling out and they have to like it's almost like that they rely on each other to be quite immature mm. and then they have to be kind of separated to grow up and then they come back at the end as like men almost and one of them gets married no sam gets married sam gets married yeah i feel like we are all over i feel sam like we're just spilling spilling through here, films one to three here's yeah. what I'll, just choosing our favorite bits to go back to ryan's point about friendship is and we're not going to uh, hark on the Hobbit movies too much because we could just do a whole episode on that but a clear example of why Lord of the Rings succeeds is like what Ryan says is over those three films you watch and you said as well you watch these these friendships yeah. grow you see these characters grow and you see them become the people they're supposed to be and if you look at the Hobbit movies the characters change on a scene-by-scene scene basis, where yeah. by the end of the first one, what's uh, the main... Thorin. Uh, Thorin. He's just like, see this wee Bilbo guy? He's all right. I don't mind him. Start the second movie. Fucking hate Bilbo. Can he stand? I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> and then halfway through, he's just like, I guess it's not... It's because uh, Richard Armitage is only a good actor if he's angry. It's true. But it's just like, there's no through line of just like, these characters are this way and this is how they feel about one mm. another and this is where they're going development-wise. Whereas with Lord of the Rings, it's so clear, it's so planned out, it's so perfect and it's just like, I mean, the Gimli Legolas friendship, that bro bromance is it's brilliant. Dynamite. Yeah, like like right now, if, if there was a big sort of book series to be made and they were like, right, we need a huge action scene in it, Huge, huge action. Not, hu- not huge, not Jackman. Hugh Jackman or <laughs> Peter Jackson. Huge jacked man. <laughs> um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They'd be like, yeah, it's just fire in at the start. Like, well, we should maybe work up the characters. Maybe give the yeah. audiences a reason to give a shit about these people. So Peter Jackson's like, I want all the last film to pretty much be action. Um, there's going to be lots of setup, and we'll have some action scenes before, but otherwise, like the last first film, the first third will be a wee bit of setup, and the rest of it's pretty much going to be a war. Interestingly enough. Now that I'm thinking about it, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy is set up like a, a like a perfectly executed D and D campaign, where you have two campaigns of world building and and talking to people and making connections, and you get your alliances forming in the group, and you have maybe little battles against goblins or skeletons before all coming up against the, the big bad evil guy right at the end, and you fucking wail on him, getting off the white. Yep. Also, by the end of the Lord of the Rings 
because it's like you say the third one is so much about like this is just going to be a fucking beautiful jerk off of action and banging and just explosions and then after Wait, all of that what film did you watch well, <laughs> that's game of, lord of the rings that have been filled <laughs> be the lord of my rings uh, then at the end of the movie because of course the throne of the king what like the the extended cut is four hours yeah it's a long long film like when you get past all of that and they finally won there's still like another hour left they're just like now let's bring all of these characters back together and have them all have their their kind of send off into the world you know the shittest thing about um lord of the rings is Mm. the army of the undead yeah, because it takes the, the second a, film he, at the end. He goes and speaks to them. No, it's the third no, one. He goes. Speaks to them. I thought it was the end of the second one. Nope, he nope. decides he's going to go the get the them. The end of the second one is Helm's Deep. He doesn't have the. Uh, it's not even. No, Aragorn's. he decides to go get them at the end of the second nope. film. No, really? Aaron er- sends them to get them. <sighs> I do not remember these films well. You and Hannah this coming weekend need to have a lazy day. We just watch all the Lord of the Rings movies extended edition. Oh no, that's like twelve hours. Yeah, it's a long time. It's worth it. Yeah, so he has to be given the sword mm. of Gondor, which has to be reforged. Which, oh, yeah. I remember which, to be that honest, bit. don't know why it took him so long. Don't know why he didn't just do it straight away. It's true. Uh, that's the sword that cut the Sauron's hand off. Yeah. So that's the, so when he gets that... He what can, is Sauron? Sorry. What is Sauron? He's a big guy. He's yeah, a entity. What is he? Is he a man? Is he a elf? Is he a man-elf? He's just a... Man-bear-pig? He's like an evil spirit. Right. Like a god? And, kind of. He's like I think he's on the same base level as the wizards and the Balrog, because the wizards and the Balrog are the same species, same level. Yeah, so they're all like so. There's like a invention of time of Lord of the Rings, so it tells you when things are. This is. I know. I'm loving it. Do it. Let's go deep. Uh, So yeah, there's like a pre-book like of Middle Earth, and it's about how things were made and how Middle Earth was made, and then what kind of creatures were made first. So things like all the wizards were made all at the same time and the balrog is essentially one of the wizards so there was like the white brown gray black so the Balrog thing was the black wizard and then he took a evil turn and became a flaming a demon fl- <laughs> literally a flaming demon <laughs> and i think sauron's like the next level down but so sauron's like, not sauron's as good as the wizards he's like a, he's a necromancer because he's like they talk about what sauron is in uh the hobbit mm-hmm. but yeah he's not as nah no, he's not as good. I can hear Jobo just typing, uh, typing that keyboard right now. Depends how just, accurate Ryan is. <laughs> just, just so why can the wizards also team up and take him down then? Well, they don't. Why mention, is he so powerful? Like, why is he a gigantic guy? They don't mention. Well, that's that's just his spirit essentially, because he's dead as a human yeah. form. Um, right. I, you know what? Here we go. Fuck the movies. I want to talk about Lord of the Rings lore. Buckle in, motherfuckers. Right. So Sauron is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sauron. Yeah. So if he's below the wizards, why is he? How does he manage to get so powerful? Saruman helps. He's got the ring, but he doesn't have it for the whole three films. No, no. he has it at the start, and that's why he's powerful because he release, unleashes the armies of Middle Earth. And what is the power of the ring? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's That's like never the, ever really mentioned. It's kind of like the Force, where it's like they just—it's whatever you think it is. It's whatever the movie wants it to be. That's what it is, right? Because making you invisible, not that cool. Remember how is in, that the same as in the books? Though in the books, is it still fairly like vague and and? I've not read the books since I was thirteen. Okay, and the books are information heavy <laughs> do, do, do you remember in uh, the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. when like the like the force has just been like oh i can push a box yeah. or a guy or i can kind of like tell him to do something you can choke a man and then in the rise of skywalker like i can just cure cuts and death and all that kind of stuff like 
cool. So the Force is just... Yeah, they do that in the, for the Mandalorian as well. It's annoying. Yeah, it's just like, oh, cool, the Force is just... It's just your deus ex machina, which is kind of what, what you were saying earlier, the army of the dead. That's the, the ex machina kind of deus ex machina moment. It's like, how are we going to make the good guys win? Because they shouldn't win. Fuck it, big army of ghosts just come and kill everything. Yeah, like, so, cool. and then, but it's annoying that they then go to like, they go to Mordor to clear the path for Frodo. But the army like, of the dead like, don't oh, go? we're going to lose this. I'm like, well, you had a fucking army of the dead 20 minutes ago. I know, it's weird. <laughs> Why would you get rid of them? Like, you'd also just go, because obviously you freeze them because... Excuse me, Aragorn's true to his word. He's a noble king, that's the point. But you could be like, look guys, it's literally over there. It's across the plains. Can you just fire over, just kill all the orcs, and then come back? And I tell you what, tell you what. One last it, favour. This is actually part of the same favour, because, like, you yeah. know, the, the job's not finished, boys, and, and also, five more minutes, it's kind of like, and kill he, you. Do you know what? He can ask us a favour, but see if they don't do the favour. He can also order them. They're literally under his control. <laughs> Think like, of it. He can just say, do this. What, Ar- what Aragon's situation was, it's like when you go into a shop that's cash only, but you have no cash, but you've already kind of, you've got the thing. It's like, hey, okay, I'm not going to like run away and I'm not going to like steal this thing. So yep. I'll leave you like my phone and I'll go get cash. And then we're sweet. So he should have just left his phone with the army of the dead <laughs> and be like, guys, I'm not going to fuck you over. You've got my phone. So I'm not going to fuck this Here's about. Sword. And let's just go kill these guys. Is and that the same? It's kind of the same. It's not. It's kind of. It's nothing so I'm going like to ask it. next question I have. And it's, it's a doozy. In. I feel like this is the quiz now. Yeah. Okay. I like to be talking to people that know a lot about... And somehow I've got minus one points. <laughs> yeah, you're doing real bad. Uh, why were the eagles not used at the beginning? Why do they only come at the end to oh, save Oh, that's them? an absolute plot point. Uh, it'd be really boring in the film would be fast and wouldn't exist. There's no, there's no law reason for that. There's, there's lots of things about how the eagles are technically a court and the old Gandalf... They're a court? So many favours. In the eagles, is there a court of owls as well? No. Ah. Because that's Batman nerds after, rejoice. Came out after. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it is there not a situation right here where like the eagles don't want to get involved but only get involved when it's the, absolutely the, the necessary? Old Gandalf favors. Yeah. Because Gandalf Pick got the kids them, up from they school. They were like Saturday night, they were on it. Like, no one's selling any drugs, man. And Gandalf's like, Don't worry, I know a guy. Guys, I got some sweet worm pulp. <laughs> Gonna yeah. do you right. I think there's something like that. Like they, they owe Gandalf so many things, and that's yeah. why he doesn't use them until he absolutely needs them. Selfish as fuck, he uses one to get off the the tower in Isengard. Yeah. Uh, but then if he hadn't, he would have been fucked. Yeah, also, true. their magic, right? And, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, is pretty shit. Saruman swings Gandalf around that tower for a bit. Gandalf asks a moth for help, and then yeah, because I think the the most the biggest thing Gandalf does is. Dome shield? Shine a big light in a... Did he not have a dome shield at one point? Uh, yeah, when he's fighting the Balrog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't do that much, to be fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> in the two towers, he, he shines a big light and then just uses his sword. After oh. yeah, that's another thing as well. They, Next they, question. I like that, because they don't make the wizards, like, the be-all and end-all. Yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're not the Jedi situation where it's like, oh, how do we solve this situation? But Jedi just, just does throw a force thing. At it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. like, Game of Thrones, like, oh... Oh right! All these dragons. guys are coming. He's like, I've got a dragon. It's fine. Yeah. Like if, if they made if they made the in, in a lot like of that, other fantasy universes, wizards are. Overpowered. I mean, it's funny. Wizards are a theoretical plot hole in anything else. Because if you've got a, a species of human that has learned how to teleport you into inside the castle where you're trying to get, and then turn all of the enemies into fucking cows or something. You're unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> kind of like introducing vision during the middle of your massive films and then just having to try and 
diminish his powers even him he's for the, the rest most of powerful the, yeah. thing you have fucking in that entire universe it's like great <laughs> good job Marvel yeah. oh Marvel why have you stopped using human villains like oh we've, we've got vision now we can't, we can't have humans anymore and just get, you just get them we, we have, to, we have to kill them off at the end yeah. so you can travel through the bit on a molecular level and just stop them yep. just tear their heart out <laughs> you can go into their mind and make them lose it why didn't vision do that because the movies couldn't do it at the end this this is next question what's that black ball why is everyone scared when they look at it? Oh, because it shows it's like correct connected to Sauron. It's like a it's called a pill. It's called. <laughs> it's called. A, Maybe uh, we should have got Jobo in for this. Jobo knows so much. So so many nights, me and Jobo have had beers, and we just get into me asking him questions about Lord of the Rings. And you don't remember any of the answers? No, not a single. I, I started that sentence with me and Jobo have beers. <laughs> We've got a Pepsi Max this time. So you're oh on my, it. I'll remember all of this. I can't remember what it's called. I'm pretty sure it, Helm's ball. It's like it's like an old it's basically like a crystal ball. Right. But like an old school crystal ball. Just but they're all connected to together and like Gandalf states that he doesn't know like they don't know where they all are, so they're not safe to use. Right. And it's it's not like a closed closed line. Yeah. Kind of thing. So if you look through closed it, Sauron line? can see you and Sauron For knows where you clothes? are. Yeah. And if you put the ring on, Sauron knows where you are. Mm-hmm. Because the ring wants him. Why does the ring want Sauron? Because he's the most powerful person. That's oh, because he it. made the ring, right? No, the ring was made for him. It was made for him, though. Cool. Yeah. Where, and where are the other rings by Lord of the Rings? Uh, five were given to... I No, I know that, but where are they? Oh, well, they, the, the rings just essentially just destroy the people that they have. Because that's what the, the, the ring race are. Yeah. Ring race. Yeah. They all have rings. See, I know shit. And the dwarves live in the mountains and... Just essentially, like, just see, like, they just shut their rings like Thorin and Dragon Horde Thorin and the Hobbit when he goes mental. Like, that's what all those dwarfs are doing, just losing their shit in the mountains, basically. <laughs> they're just fucking on it. They got <laughs> a bag of gear and they have no fucking idea what's going on. Like, they're just mental, like, sitting in their gold, mm. trying to kill anyone that comes in it. Like, they're basically t- they're the dragons now, aren't they? They're their own smaugs. Yeah. Idiots. I was going to ask, uh, we haven't uh, yet touched upon. Uh, I think one of the most... The Hobbits, unlike Boromir. <coughs> uh, nope. Uh, w- <laughs> Lord of the Rings did a lot to advance uh, movie technology and yeah. kind of filmmaking as a whole from a practical sense and a, a costume-making sense and all these type of things. Uh, and I think one of the biggest advancements it did was Andy Serkis' Gollum and the... Uh, we of, haven't spoken about Gollum at all yet. Yeah, that's true. The motion tracking and uh, and giving us the fucking god among men is Andy Serkis. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think the two towers... I mean, we, we talked about a lot with the two towers, but it's the interactions between Gollum, Smeagol, Frodo and Sam that are some of the best scenes yeah. in the two towers. Obviously, Helm Deep's a fucking balls to the wall great time to watch like gorgeous piece of cinema but it's those it's i mean mainly just andy circus's golem and smeagol going back and forth it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. i could just eat all of this up it's so good to watch it's almost as good as willem dafoe and being the green goblin <laughs> but if we i mean if we're going to talk about <laughs> if we're going to talk about duality characters willem dafoe's green goblin Hoofed. yeah fair that scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror and they this is one shot man the two-faced we all needed so good or the joker we all wanted <laughs> But Andy Serkis is a close second to 
characters so, that talk to themselves. So brutal that Andy Serkis is second to, to Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. That was savage. Um, but yeah, no, that also brings me, I feel like in Lord of the Rings, they have a real bad time of uh, trusting their close friends and, and stuff because there's that scene, and I definitely have talked about this before. I mean, if they're anything used to, I wouldn't trust them. In the third film, when uh, Gollum throws all the Lembers bread over the cliff. Crumbs on his jacket. And, and, and then Sam, <laughs> Sam and Frodo wake up and Sam and Frodo have been together for, by that point, must be close yeah. to nine months. Being friends, probably washing each other, kissing maybe at night when it gets cold. <laughs> I don't know. Um, foot rubs. Foot rubs. And they wake up and Frodo's like, Sam, where's the lemon spread? And he goes, I'll go get it, Frodo. Which somebody who knows they've eaten all the lemon spread wouldn't do. It comes back. Also something that somebody who's eating all the lemon bread wouldn't do and goes, don't know where the lemon bread is, mate. Someone's eating it all. Gollum just goes, he's fat. He probably ate it. And Frodo, in a fucking instant, just goes, yeah, yeah, you are fat. I hate you, Sam. <laughs> Get yeah, but, out. And just fucking Gollum's decries him. Gollum's been poisoning uh, Frodo's mind about Sam. And do you know what it is? It's because Frodo's weak-willed. And he's just a bad <laughs> person and a bad character. I don't, why does Sam not, just, I, don't, I don't get how he poisons his mind I mean, about Sam. Like if, if, I came into wait, so wait, a, no, if I came into a friend group, right, and there was a little gross, horrible goblin and a human being. Audio boy has the, a name. And the gross, the gross little goblin was like, ah, don't like the human. I'd be like, no, you seem like you seem evil. I'm gonna fucking not trust you. I'm gonna trust the fucking guy that but doesn't look like a goblin. Frodo has a relationship with Gollum because of that's what's happening. Like Gollum is that way because the ring is fucking. Done him in. Even more reason essentially to like never a, trust him. Essentially like a junkie. Never trust him. But Essentially like a junkie. But he Do you know how many junkies I trust? I'll give you a guess. <laughs> One? No, less than. Zero. Oh, Gary doesn't trust me, everyone. We'll end that today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you back up to zero for that one. Yay! That was good. You're not going to after this one. Uh, if we were in a situation where... Like we three are friends. Please don't say we're not. Uh, you're all I have. And there's one vegan sausage roll left. And then I go into the kitchen to grab something and I come back Probably and the vegan sausage roll is gone yeah not because you're vegan my first assumption is going to be that you ate it yeah why because he's the fat one he's Sam oh <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah I told you I was going to go yeah. back down in a fight no, right. no not just one crumbs on his jacket <laughs> crumbs on his jumper <laughs> uh, yeah you but like fucking so wrap that Gollum just convinces <laughs> convinces Frodo that Sam's going to take the ring and because Gull, Frodo's addicted to the ring, that's why he wants to, he wants an excuse to hate Sam. Frodo's a cock. Yeah, no, that's, I'd say that all the time. <laughs> My favourite bit in all the Lord of the Rings films... It's when Frodo gets stabbed. No, it's when... The troll really... or the Ringwraith or Sheila... He gets stabbed a lot. <laughs> He's pretty when, useless. Sam has to save him a lot. It's when the orcs go, there's hobbits is around here somewhere, and then they walk off screen, and it's just a, a shot of just oh, like some yeah. bricks... And then you think it's going to be in the middle or yeah. like somewhere up top left and pow, bottom right, they rip off their cloak. And do you want to know, like, you wanna know why the cloak is so good? Because it makes you invisible. No, no. The cl- yeah, it makes you blend in. <laughs> it's an actual, it's an Elvis woven cloak and there's a deleted scene about all the gifts that they get from... The Mithril armor. Yeah. That cloak. No, the Mithril armor he gets it from Bilbo. Yeah. But when they leave the elves um, in the forest, Galadriel yeah. gives them all... Gifts? Oh, yeah. Why has she got a crazy face sometimes? That woman that goes mental. Glad you. <laughs> that woman who goes mental. <laughs> because... Um, the female story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You sound like a golem crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she gives him all gifts. Um, she gives. Do you know Aragorn's like big class knife that he's got? Yeah. He doesn't have that until the end of the first film. Okay. She gives it to him when he leaves. Um, Legolas doesn't get anything because he's an or he's a elf, an elf. already. Uh, do you know in the second one when Sam has Golem tied up yeah. round the neck, the the rope that he's got is yeah, a gift to him. Little piece of string as, as a gift to him from the elves. Ah, uh, Gimli asks. Is for that a, why it burns him? Does it actually yeah. burn him? Because I always just thought it was him pretending like no, no, oh, it's, it's oh Frodo, this is the piece of string burning me. Yeah, oh. no, it doesn't. No, no it's, I ain't. And it's apparently, it's, yeah, it's an elfin, an elven bit of string, fire string. Um, do you know the light that Frodo holds up against Shelob? That, the little bottle, the little blue bottle. Yeah, is it blue? No, no, that's his sword. Uh, no, it's I like a, it's, so. It's an elven star in a bottle. Essentially, he gets right. that, and he also gets, gets the, the cloak. They all the all the hobbits get cloaks that all disguise them. Yeah, so almost um, like this scene shouldn't Gimli, have been deleted. Yeah, right? so many shouldn't. And Gimli gets a lock of he he just asks for a lock of Gladriel's hair. That's all he wants. Why? He's a fucking wee pair. Gonna sniff it at night. <laughs> ben, he's like, can I have a lock of your hair and photos of your feet? <laughs> but there's also another really shit scene is Gandalf's staff getting destroyed. Hmm. That doesn't happen. And so Gandalf's riding Shadowfax on the walls of Gondor. And then the Witch King comes down and the Witch King's sword goes on fire. It's a fucking awesome scene. And he breaks Gandalf's staff in half. Yeah. And you only notice that when Gandalf goes to save Faramir at the end of the third film, Shadowfax knocks down the door and Gandalf has to take the staff from the guy standing at the door. The guy who puts up, if you watch it, very little fight. He's not a good extra. <laughs> He's not a good guy. He gorge. pretty much just lets Gandalf take this. And then, But then one day we were watching that and my gran was like, where's his staff? <laughs> And yeah, and then it's an elite scene. He gets destroyed. There's so much stuff they cut out that doesn't make sense. So it makes it not. But then, sense. to be fair, they had to cut out because they those, were long movies. Yeah, they were long movies after the cut. It's true. Like Return of the King. I remember sitting in the cinema. I was still a young wee lad at that point, mm. not affected mm. by the woes of the world. Mm. Shut up, Kevin. Just see what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fuck, it's a slog by the end. I really like when they get to the bit where they're wait, Frodo's going to go away in the boat for like a wee fishing trip or something. Ma, ma, I know that end of that third film, I stood up three different times till the <laughs> film was over. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a lot. Oh, okay, so, but then there's so many things to close. Like, there's so many characters living in so many different places. Where'd they go in that boat at the end? They fishing go trip. to the. Uh, Gandalf's to- got the beers. They got some rods in the boat. <laughs> it's kind of like it's, it's Bilbo and Frodo, isn't it? And Gandalf, yeah. Oh, Gandalf goes as well. Mm-hmm. Is it the afterlife? No, they go to outside Middle Earth. Middle Earth is just one island, and what do they do outside Middle Earth? They go to somewhere else. There's lots of other places. Why? They just show up in Durham. <laughs> it's like, what is it? There's a Durham. Like, what are these motor vehicles? Like? Frodo gets a job in Dixon's. <laughs> Bilbo gets. <laughs> Bilbo is so fucking old by this point though. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, we're gonna take him. I'm like, stop pay- who's paying passage for him? Get him in the sea. He's, de- he's done. <laughs> Bilbo I thought it was coronavirus. Coronavirus. I thought it was I thought oh, they were taking him to heaven. Yeah, it probably is. But, but they also just say they're just going to somewhere else. We've uh, we, we've danced around a lot of what the best this is the best scene, that's the best scene. But I've there asked is a, a lot of questions. There is a definitive best scene in the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and by definitive I mean my favourite scene so not the definitive uh, and it's the scene at the end of Return of the King where the four hobbits are sitting in the inn and Pippin or Mary shows up with four pints sits them or like half, pint. half pints because you know they're, they're wee boys and they all just sit there and they're just kind of like they look at each other 
look at those pints like oh, that's a cracking pint there i can't wait to destroy it and i was like that that says quite a lot about you and your no, mentality as an alcoholic no it's nothing to do with the booze it's you the, focused on the booze an awful lot in that description yeah. you know it's funny but it's the moment where they all look at each other where's this where's this scene set at the end of Return of the King. Yeah, where's it set? Hobbiton. Hobbiton, yeah. He no. didn't say that. He just spoke about their drink quite a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Smashing so a pint. at the end of Return of the King, when they make it back to Hobbiton and they're sitting in the their, their little local. Prancer Pony. Nope. Nope. Yeah, they're sitting in their local Rounded and they all hippo. look at each other and there's just that kind of moment of silence as like the craziness mm. is going around them and they all. And you, you probably. Well, I thought the same thing that they were thinking was the journey that the four of them have been on since the last time they were sitting in that wee local. No one will You ever... think that's the best scene in all of Lord of the Rings? Yes, because of what, wrong. what it speaks about for those four characters and the magnitude of the journey that they've gone on. Mate. It is, it is so, I'll give you three no, scenes there, Bear. It's because it's so simple. <laughs> you ready? It's so simple, nope. it's so subtle, and it's so beautiful. You ready? I like that scene. Previously mentioned, you, Legolas going down the stairs. Can I get a point? Killing all the okay. Right? Better. No. Another one's better. My friends, you bow to no one, and then all the humans oh, in Gondor so bow to four. So boring. Do you want to know the actual Ugh. best actual best Yuck. scene in Lord of the Rings? Are you Yuck. ready? Are you ready? Wet. When Merry and Pippin are in Rohan, steaming, and they sing the Green Dragon song on top of the table. <laughs> okay, you can drink your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only brew for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. <laughs> also the name of the pub that you just aforementioned. There we go. Which one has the best scene in the Green Dragon? There you go. What have we else not talked? Is there anything else we've missed spectacularly? Yeah, I think we have to touch upon slightly because we've think not spoken about one of the best action characters in any film ever. Aragorn. Aragorn is amazing. Yeah, he he's, he's what's he called at the beginning? Long Strider. Strider. He's true. It. He's noble. He's really good at what he does. Kisses he's Liv Tyler on the mouth. Trustworthy. You got to trust Liv Tyler a shit ton to let her kiss you. Her mouth's huge. <laughs> she <laughs> may swallow you. Just fall in there. Yeah. Oh, that's where, that's where Gandalf <laughs> fell in the beginning, in the middle of fellowship. Wasn't he, he just fell into Liv Tyler's mouth. You give her a kiss, and before you know it, you're paying for her dad's drug habit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you mentioned it a wee bit at the beginning, uh, but the scale of this movie mm. and the the time, the the pre-production that went into this movie before they started even filming yeah. was fucking. I think it was like two years of pre-production on just costumes and designs and sets and visual effects and yeah, everything I, I read a fact a while ago that was something like nine billion hours were spent on pre-production for that film what's the name of the the visual effects or not, not Peter not Jackson yeah. what's the name of the production company New Line Cinema in New Zealand that built and designed most of the stuff uh, PJ <sighs> your stop talking to me you you should know what is it I don't know. What's the name of it? It's like really famous now. PJ Stunts. Sure. The stunt company, even though it's not the stunt company, but like the, the kind of one of the production units or production teams, Weta Workshop, who designed and built pretty much everything for yeah. those movies in New Zealand. Hats off to them and the work that they put in. Yeah. Because after the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they've, on, they've also gone on to do a lot of stuff uh, post Lord of the Rings. But man, they got fucking shafted in The Hobbit. Because <laughs> like, like, you watch like... like what was the name of the company? Weta. W-E-T-A. W-E-T-A. Yeah, Weta. the famous one. Uh, that one. Uh, they had so much time to build everything for The Lord of the Rings and then no time to do anything for The the Hobbit movies. Mm. And it shows in The Lord of the Rings when you see those sets of armour on the Urukai or the Rohan soldiers yeah. or whoever. And... That's probably why Lord of the Rings made 
went on to be such an impactful piece of cinema is the work that went into making that film beyond just the actors on I think it's, it's to put it really, really simply, the people that made Lord of the Rings loved their craft. They cared. They cared. Um, and the people that made the Hobbit trilogy wanted to cash in on the Lord of the Rings. Wanted to do lunchboxes and duvet sets and yeah, toy lines. And people, and I think the time, like it's so much time, but the time was taken. I don't think there was one corner cut mm. ever. And it's so worth it. Like every single arrow, bit of armor, bit of stitching, like it's just, and the, the same with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was so refreshing because all that shit was made. Yeah. And it's just it makes something look so much better. It's like when you see it on screen and you can see that it's something that someone has worked on and made the effort and the time to put there. It's so much more... Even like the action figures were... Rewarding to look at. Oh, so good. Yeah, I had like the whole Fellowship action figure. So. Did you have Bell the Pony? Play, the PlayStation 2 games were choice they oh, were good games. so good they were fucking banging another great thing that they also did for the lord of the rings was all the behind the scenes stuff they done yeah. like if you like some the behind the scenes stuff you can watch is as long as like the trilogy itself they're just yeah. like people making game of thrones now i guarantee they've all seen that shit yeah. they've all watched that behind the scenes stuff like yeah they all love lord inspiration of the for people who Fantasy. want to be model makers like people who are working on sets camera work and all that stuff is there and that's like People who are of our kind of age, in their like twenties or thirties, who are working in that industry, I guarantee those films were a huge inspiration because yeah. they're just a, 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 like it's a whole art form and start to finish of storytelling, um, production, design. production, character building, uh, writing, converting from book, doing original writing um, on original screenplays, like adapted screenplays into film. It's it's just an absolute masterclass in everything that is making a good film, mm. and it's just such a shame that all stuff like that kind of stuff is just so cuttable, and it's cheaper to do these things in other ways now. Yeah. I mean, there's the two bad things that came from the Lord of the Rings was one, the Hobbit trilogy, and King Kong. But what the Hobbit trilogy <laughs> and the other movies shown is Lord of the Rings also, I think, Return of the King primarily ruined Peter Jackson as a filmmaker and a director because if you look at King Kong for example or if you look at the Hobbit trilogy or you look he was a primary producer on uh, Mortal Engines yeah. you look at these movies and they're dog shit and it's because mm. Peter Jackson when he be- he was a filmmaker Peter Jackson believes his own hype that's the problem but Peter Jackson was a kind of indie B-movie horror guy who just did like silly practical effects for all this kind of stuff and he brought he that was in. almost like nearly a Gomeo del Toro kind of character he was yeah and he brought that to Lord of the Rings and that's why the, those movies where they were yeah but then as the budgets got bigger and he got fancier toys he like I'll just use all these fancy toys now yeah it's kind of like what happened to um whose name's gone from me but it doesn't matter it's but yeah <laughs> what he, did he make uh, Contact and Forrest Gump and uh, uh, Castaway. Tom Hanks. No, not Tom <laughs> Hanks. The director, the guy who did those, just for that was for. The yeah, people. it's like his original movies are like character based. They're 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 kind of emotionally based. And then once he got more toys and he could give visual effects, yeah. he went down and did Polar Express and Beowulf and all these. Polar Express is class. It's awful. It's really awful. It's not but, good. I, man, I'm, I'm with Gav on this one. I watched Polar Express again at Christmas. That film through... Does it not hold up? Because I've not oh, seen it since it came out. It does not hold up. Oh, okay, that's fine then. If you've got hardcore nostalgia glasses for it, you might be okay, but oh boy. 
uh, Robert Zemeckis, that's his name. Uh, but yeah, now, Back to the Future. Hmm? Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, but now Peter Jackson is a name that when I see it, either produced by Peter Jackson or yeah, it means nothing. It's like, that's not a good thing now. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at King Kong. I mean, it's bad movies that, like, he's made how many films since Lord of the Rings? And if he released a film next year, it'd still be, like, the guy who made Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's not using... His CV just says Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. <laughs> They're like, oh, what have you done since then? He's like, I've taken a few gap years. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I think, like... I don't really know much about his life, but I imagine if he was married when he started Lord of the Rings, he probably wasn't by the end. Like, it, it took over. Yeah. And there was talk of people like Camille Del Toro and Spielberg doing it instead. And I just think about how different would those films be? Mm-hmm. I mean, Guillermo Del Toro was in pre-production for the Hobbit films and it got close to beginning to film, but then he dropped out because of Warner Brothers. And so then Peter Jackson came in and he thought, okay, I'll, I'll pick up Slack, I'll do it. But then he brought in his team and so that's why pre-production was so rushed because they had to work with some of the stuff that Guillermo del Toro's team had yeah. and also build their own stuff. So they didn't have the time to get that film ready to start shooting. So when they did start shooting, they were already massively behind schedule yeah. And they were always trying to play catch up. And as we saw from those movies, they never caught up. Yeah. They, lost. So many reasons they lost why, that race. There's so many reasons why those films should work. Like the cast is good. The cast is great. Like, Fucking yeah. Martin Freeman as Bilbo is so, so good. good. He uh, holds the, that film together. Ian come back as, yep. despite being quite old by this point, but still was great as Gandalf. Mm. The, that's the Hobbits so- featuring uh, Aidan Turner, Ken Stott, that Irish guy who everyone thinks is John Hanna. From Cold Feet. James Nesbitt. <laughs> James Nesbitt. <laughs> Richard Armitage, great actor. Yeah, but he's, he's really good. He, he, Only good, but he's angry. The dwarves, not the hobbits. Oh, he yeah, said sorry. hobbits. Sorry. Oh, sorry. And the, Let's start again. <laughs> from the top. From so, the top. Uh, Lord of the Rings, everyone. Uh, but then also, like, the Hobbit movies made uh, Sir Ian McKellen cry. Because at one point he was on set and there was no one else. Surrounded by green. It was just a green screen and a ball. And he just <laughs> had to keep talking to this ball. And then he just, it, like, they went cut. And he went off. To, uh, so sick of watching Ben at Cumberbatch going around on the <laughs> He crawled around in his fucking pyjamas. Like, get up, Ben. <laughs> you don't need to do it. This is the imitation game you're in. Uh, but yeah, just like, he, he went off to the side and sat down. And then he, he just started crying. He's like, this is not why I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, because he's like in like hardcore theatre and stuff as yeah. well. Like he's an old school. He's fucking old Hamlet actor. through and through. Yeah, totally. Right, does anything anyone else wants to say about the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah, I just want to watch them again now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really in the mood to watch Lord yeah. of the Rings Let's now. just cancel the quiz tonight and I'll just sit here and watch the trilogy. Legolas, I think, is my, still one of my best characters in anything until... The Hobbit films came out. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam is so good Sam, as well. Sam, 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 And Sean Astin is such, like, a hero for me because The Goonies is one of my the favorite films The Goonies is so fucking ever. class. And he's great in Stranger Things as well. Sean yeah, Astin yeah. is just a good... A good Imagine dude. Sean Astin's a baddie. He was in 51st Dates. I've only seen that once. I've never seen that. You'd love it. You should watch 51st Dates. Would I love it? I no, think you, you would not would. love it. Okay. You would not love it. I think you would. It's a great com- rom-com. Is it? I'm not having... Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's a bit suspect. Who else is in it? Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler and the Drew Barrymore. Oh, Rob Schneider's in it. Oh, <laughs> the winning team of Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider. Dan Aykroyd as well. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, that fucking lovely gentleman. Um, I watched it. The new that old, the guy from Waterboy. They got it's it's pretty much it's Adam, Adam Sandler. It's Adam Sandler's. At least I was like, crew. crew. I was literally just about crew. to say at least Kevin James is in it. Apparently he is in it. Is he? 
Have you and seen he's like, a factory worker in it. Kevin James <laughs> has a YouTube channel now where he's doing like short films and kind of that kind of stuff. Maya Rudolph, and they're in really it. quite good. Wait, what? No, she's not. Is she? Yeah. She voices a tumble dryer. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm wrapping this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me this, this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was us discussing Lord of the Rings. But we tried to keep this as positive as possible for once. Yeah, we just um, tried to just stay away from The Hobbit because of, if not, this <laughs> would have just been lit shit on The Hobbit. If you're and, excited and hopefully to hear you us. you know a bit more now because, of, because Ryan... If you're excited to hear us talk about films that came out ages ago, get with it because no new films are coming out for the next five to... Six years. There's not much coming out. Well, everything's been postponed or cancelled, so we're going to be talking about huge trilogies. We were going to do a Bond. <laughs> we were going to do a Bond episode this year. We're going to do a Fast. Fu- now we're not doing Fast and Furious. We're not doing Bond. We're not doing Milan. Thank fuck. Oh, right thank you so much for listening as always Gavin where can people reach us uh, yeah if you want to hit us up with topic suggestions or you want to let us know what you thought of Lord of the Rings Jobo or you want to just <laughs> let us know what we're like as human beings then you can hit us up on the social media so you can jump over to Twitter that's at MeanderingPod uh, if you want to get us on Facebook or Instagram just search for Meandering Movie Podcast. and if you want to send us an email that's MeanderingMoviePodcast at gmail.com if you're on iTunes or Spotify you just jump down into the description there's links for everything there including Gary's Twitch or Ryan's personal Instagram or my Instagram or anything else just all down in the description give it a click Twitch is coming back as of Wednesday and Gary's going to be back twitching I've on decided. Wednesday. Yeah. Remember, if you have Amazon Prime and you've connected it to Twitch, you can subscribe to Gary for free. He gets money from Amazon. You don't give them anything. He, they give him stuff. Yeah. So subscribe to Gary on Twitch. Pixels hey, really? Cafe. Yeah. Easy as. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye. Music is life. You know that number about nine billion hours of pre-production? Pulled that right out of my ass. <laughs> It's meandering movies, listening to Gary, Ryan, and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.